Well, a young couple were traveling home from church, and uh, they ate dinner, and while they were eating dinner, the father said to the children, he said, uh, uh, what, what happened in Sunday school today? Oh, well, Judy got all excited. She said, I'm, they got our Sunday school program parts, and she was going to be an angel. And she said, well, mother, can you fix me a good dress, you know, an angel dress? And her mother said, well, yes, I think I can. And then Johnny, he's nine years old, and uh, he said that he was going to be a shepherd. And he asked his mother if she could fix up some of those old worn-out uh, bib overalls that uh, uh, his dad had. And she said, yeah, he's got a lot of those. I can do that. And they all looked at little Angie, and she said, I'm going to be a lion. And old John, Johnny said, there's no lion in the Christmas story. And the little angel said, uh-huh, there is too. And mother said, I'm sorry, honey, but no, there's no lion in the Christmas story. Well, little angel, Angie, she began to... Big old tear ran down her cheek, and her lip began to curl. She was just about to cry. And then she sat up in her chair, and she said, My Sunday school teacher told me that I was going to be a, lion, a baby lion in a manger. I'm going to be a, yeah, I can't even get it out. Can't even get the main line out. So... Um, that's going to go right along with our lesson today because there's a lot of lessons in the, the wise men in Matthew chapter 12 and I'd like to uh, read those verses for you chapter 2 pardon me chapter 2 of Matthew 12 when you get older you get nervous <laughs> maybe younger too I don't know okay number Two, verse 1. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. And Herod the king had heard these things. He was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all his chief uh, priests and scribes and people together, he demanded of them where the Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, and this is the and thus it is written by the prophets. And thou Bethlehem, as the lead of as the land of Judah, art not thou Great among the uh, princes of Judah, and out of these shall come a gardener who hath ruler, a governor that shall be ruler of my people Israel. And Herod, when he had uh, presently called the wise men, inquired of them diligently uh, what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go. And search diligently for the young child, and when he is come, 
bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. And when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw a young child with Mary and his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, uh, turn to Herod, they uh, departed and went to their country another way. Let's pray. Lord, I we thank you for the Christmas story. Thank you for your coming. Thank you for being the great God that you are. We thank you that you loved us, you still love us with an everlasting love, and that you sent your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins, that we could become believers through repentance of sin, placing our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for each one here. Pray that you bless each one. Give them a special blessing from your word. And then, Lord, I also pray that you would be with each family represented of our church. Be near to them this Christmas season. Pray that you would bless and encourage us to be true to you and celebrate Christmas with Christ in our hearts and lives. And, Lord, you would remember our pastor today and his family. Pray for the Herbert family. Be very near to them. Encourage them at this time. We thank you for the guarded good news. We pray that it's all true and that she will soon be well again. And so we're thankful for a God who answers prayer. Pray that you would bless and encourage them. Bless your word. Encourage our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thinking about the wise men, they had a great... Uh, many things that we can learn from them this Christmas season. And so they are called wise men because they have wise things for us. And we can put our trust and faith in the Lord along with what he's told us here in his word. And so um, as we think about Christmas, we think, well, and of course, if that's concerned, we're, we're concerned about all the things in, in this old world. And so we need the Lord, and uh, we think about the things that are done and the decisions that need to be made. And they, the wise men, made wise decisions. And their decision then was to uh, come to see where the Lord was born. Then uh, we need to know truth. We need to know the promises of God, and then, of course, to be obedient, obeying the Lord, which the wise men were seeking the Lord and desiring to obey him. So uh, we think of the fact that they saw the star, 
star was probably the glory of God, not an ordinary star like we see in the sky today, probably much different. And they were looking. They had heard the message probably from Daniel in the Old Testament uh, way back there, hundreds of years before this. Uh, Daniel told them the gospel, and they were looking for that star, and uh, there would be a savior, a redeemer, that would come and redeem the world of their sins as they repent and trust in thee. And so the first thing that we need to know as far as Christmas is concerned and our life, and that is that we know the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There are none righteous, no, not one. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And then he says in Romans 6.23 that the wages of sin is death, and of course that's hell, eternal punishment in hell. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. His gift, John 3.16, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 10, beginning verse 9, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And so says in verse 13, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, I know that most all of you, I'm sure, know the Lord, and, but if you don't, we want you to trust in him. And the reason I give you these verses every time I preach for <laughs> well over 50 years, but anyway, uh, every time I preach, I uh, always include the gospel because if you hear it, you will know, know it, and you'll be able to share it with others. So they saw the star, and they began to make plans to go. Now then, they probably were wise men that were uh, maybe very important people, and uh, they probably had a lot of money and were able to make the thousand-mile trip from Babylon to uh, Jerusalem. So there, now I know tradition says that there were three and that they rode camels. How would you like to ride camels for a thousand miles? <laughs> and, uh, you know, they also tell us that, or they give us the idea that the, uh, uh, the wise men, they got there uh, the same night. Well, it probably was about two years later because they had a thousand miles to come. And uh, they had to make preparation and they had to get all things together and make plans and where they're going <laughs> to, all things have to be done and, and go. And so we know, according to verse 16 of this, this chapter we read, that uh, they, uh, Herod, hated to hear about a king to worship and taking his place. And so we know that he had all of the children, two years old and younger, be killed. So 
it could have taken over two years before they got there. And I don't know how to, <laughs> to ride on a camel for a thousand miles, but I'm telling you, it must have been a rough trip. But thinking about this, we see that they made a decision, and they made the right decision to go and to worship the Lord, to meet him. And so we note the first thing then is to make the right decision. Uh, then they had the right question. We notice this in verse 1 when uh, we read here that uh, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, wise men came from, from the east to Jerusalem saying, where is he that is king born of the Jews? Who is he? Where is he that is born king of the Jews? And we have seen his star and are come to worship him. And so they asked the right question. Where, where's the king? Where is he? And they thought that when they got to Jerusalem that certainly this was the biggest, uh, most important place in the uh, Christian world or the believing world. And so they were for sure that he'd be there in Jerusalem. With not even the king knew where he was and knew anything about him. But he said he'd find out. And then he said, you find out and let us know so I can, I can worship him too. Well, he didn't want to worship him. As you go on and read there in the chapter 2, Matthew, he had no idea that he wanted to. In fact, he wanted to get rid of him. And so uh, he asked the right question. Where is the king? And so where is the king today in your life? Is he in first place? And do you know him? And are you living for him? That's the main thing that we want to think about. So here... The Lord Jesus was there, right there where they were, and yet they didn't even know it. And a lot of the people in the world today that don't know that Christ that we know and love. So the star led them, and uh, this uh, star, again, I think was the glory of the Lord, his, his glory, the great God that he uh, is. We come then and we notice that uh, in verse 9, we see that uh, when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the young child was. As they were traveling, evidently the star went out. Don't know how many miles they traveled, how many days they traveled uh, when the star went out. Did, did they go home? Did they decide to go home? No. They thought, well, if we go home, we're going to be laughed at for going. And besides that, we believe that this star is genuine. And they believed and they continued on. Even though they didn't see the star, they continued to go to Jerusalem. Many times we don't know in our life what What's ahead? But we just trust the Lord, put our faith in him, 
and live for him because he's a great God. And so they had a wise vision in verse 2. We have seen the star and we have come to worship him. And so the king then asked all of his leaders uh, where uh, he was to be born and found out it was to be in Bethlehem. And so they took out to go to Bethlehem. And lo, they, we noticed there, I read that verse in verse 9, lo, uh, <laughs> the star that they saw in the east went before them. So, you know, that's the way the Lord works. Uh, we don't know exactly what to do, and then the Lord leads us, and then we realize that this was of the Lord, and he just confirms his will and his way in our life over and over again. And so the war, the uh, low, there is an excitement in the meaning of the, the word low. It's also the idea of behold. It's really something exciting to notice. Then we also notice the wise men's, another thing is their uh, motive. Their motive was to worship God. And so they said in verse 2, we have come to worship him. In verse 2, worship is a wonderful part of your Christian life. It's only for Christians. And we can spend a lot of time talking about what worship is. And I could give you 15 or 20 of them, of these things that worship is. And we could spend a lot of time on each one. But what I'm going to do, I'm just going to go slowly through these uh, things that w worship really is. A lot of it's kind of interconnected. But these are what worship is. Reverence, adoration, respect, high esteem, appreciation, love, God is love, and so we worship him in love, adoration, admiration, honor, praise, purity, the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin, 1 John 1, 7, uh, also glorifying, and so we want to glorify Christ, that's worship in glorifying him giving thanksgiving to him, being obedient, nourishing our human spirit. That's part of worship, nourishing our human spirit. We also have the Holy Spirit who lives within us. And our communion with God, meditating on his word, encouraging to know what we have in Christ with the Lord Jesus Christ. Also increasing our faith, rejoicing. And so as we worship, we rejoice in, in the Lord. And uh, worship shows where my priorities are. And so as I worship, I realize my priorities many times are not where they ought to be. So these were wise men. They came to worship. They loved the Lord. And had never met him, and they wanted to, to meet him. And then there is also wise men, and uh, they, would, they were interested in prophecy. Prophecy is important. And so we see that 
Bethlehem was a place where Jesus was born, and we know that this was prophesied in Micah 5.2, hundreds of years before he was born, Bethlehem Ephrata. Now, it's interesting the Bible says it's Bethlehem, Bethlehem Ephrata because when the prophet Micah wrote this, there was only one Bethlehem. But when Jesus was born, there were two Bethlehems. And so the prophet, under God's leading, gave the truth. It was Bethlehem Ephrata where he was born. Then there is also rejoicing. And so we come to verse 10, and we notice when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Whenever we come to realize and love the Lord Jesus Christ and worship him, naturally there's joy in our heart. And joy is a wonderful thing because true joy comes from the inside, our fellowship, our love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Happiness comes from outside, what's going on in the world. If there's a lot of, well, good in the world, it makes you happy. But joy, even though there's times that there's discouraging in your life, and joy comes from your heart inside. So uh, there's rejoicing. And so they were wise in their rejoicing. There's a verse in Psalm 16, verse 11, that says, In thy presence is fullness of joy, and thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Fullness of joy, pleasures forevermore. And also in John 15, 11, These things have I spoken unto you, that your joy may be full, and that your joy may be, that your joy may be, Remain in you and be full. So we'd, be, we'd have full joy in our heart. Why? All these things, then, we notice that these are wise men. And they are, they are teaching us these different things. And then we go on and we see in verse 11, uh, they're wise in their uh, coming to Jesus. And so they came into the house in verse 11. When they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had uh, opened their gifts, their treasures, they presented unto him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And these were expensive things in that day, still are today. And so they, they gave their very best that they had. And the Lord wants us to give our very best to him. First of all, we give ourselves to him. And that's what the uh, people there in Corinth did. They first gave themselves to the Lord. And you know, when you do this, then the Lord becomes real in your heart and life. And so uh, you love him more, you rejoice in him, you're thankful for all the blessings, the good things that we have in him. And so there's rejoicing. 
So these uh, wise men gave their best, and we need to give our best to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the God of this world, he's doing all he can. That's Satan, of course. He's doing all he can to discourage and to cause people not to uh, want to serve the Lord. And you've experienced this as Christians in your life, I am sure. And so uh, Jesus Christ then, he's no ordinary person. He's no ordinary man. He is very God of very God. They gave their very best. And so we want to give and we hope that we would give our very best that we have to the Lord. They first gave themselves. And so the Lord gave his best. God gave his best to Lord Jesus. Though he was rich, yet he became poor for our sakes that ye through his poverty might become rich. And so we have blessings in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we notice another thing else about uh, these wise men in their travel. They went home a different way. God warned them of a tragedy might happen to them because Herod hated Jesus and uh, so I told him to go home a different way. I'd like to read beginning of verse 13. When they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the mother, uh, take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek to kill the young child and so when we think about this there's another truth in this verse here too and that is the virgin birth because we notice he says take the young child and his mother he didn't call he told uh, uh, Joseph to he didn't tell Joseph take your son he said take the young child and his mother. And so that's the virgin birth is also another great, wonderful truth in the Christmas story, the virgin birth of Christ. So they um, went a different way through Egypt, and then later, of course, they called him to go to another place, back to home. Place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Live for him. And the Lord Jesus Christ will honor and give you goodness and mercy and blessings as you live for him. He tells us in Romans chapter 12, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so he wants us to live for him. Let's pray. Dear Lord, how we thank you that you have provided a way for us through the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for these wise men. They made wise decisions, and they are decisions that we need to also be making in our life. 
And so, Lord, we pray that you would help us to make, first of all, the decision to live for you by repenting of our sin and trusting in you as our Savior, and then to do our very best to bring honor to your name. Pray that you would help us to do this for your honor and your glory. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like for us to sing an invitation hymn, Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for thee. Hymn number 488. Hymn number 488. Let's stand while we sing. This is our invitation hymn. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me, ah, 